from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Man, what a day around Las Vegas. For a day, we actually get the shell of the uh, A's to Vegas talk. We gave you an update on what they had done last night. Do we have a final on that one? That was a 1 o'clock start. It was tight. 8-7. Did they split a series? Angels held on. Ah! They lost 3 out of 4. Unreal. Unreal. But we have the NFL draft starting up here in just a couple minutes. We got VGK Hockey going down. Game 5 trying to close out the peg. So great. That is at 7 o'clock. A lot to follow. A lot to follow. I want to tell you that Q Myers has been on the road to Kansas City covering the draft. He'll have more coverage tomorrow, hopefully grabbing a bunch of interviews on their radio row. But he did grab a bunch before this draft. All his conversations are brought to you by Subaru Las Vegas and Paul Pata Law. Listen, what the Texans do, and it's looking more and more like the Texans could be going C.J. Stroud. The odds to close out have exploded. Stroud somewhere between minus 1,600 and minus 2,400 to go number two. But Tyree Wilson is one of those players that is going to control a lot of the early part of the draft. I've seen people have him slip to the Jets at 15. Others have him going in the top five. I know our buddy Sam Peniotovich, our Tuesday gambling expert, has money on him to be the first defensive player drafted to be inside of the number five pick. And Q caught up with Tyree Wilson uh, yesterday in Kansas City. Here with Texas Tech Red Raider, edge rusher Tyree Wilson. And what's this whole moment like, man? You just were out here with the kids, a little play 60 action. What's all this been like for you? It's good because, you know, like the past the past month has been strictly strictly business. And, you know, finally getting to KC and, you know, get your mind off of ball and just, you know, pour back into the kids. You know, that's what it's about, you know, trying to get them, you know, get to this moment, you know, be a draft pick. You know, they probably idolize us. and But just this other day, you know, I was a kid, it feels like. So what does it feel like knowing that at some point tomorrow you're going to hear your name called? And this is something that you've probably been waiting for your whole life. Yeah, I mean... Like it ain't so it ain't sunk in all the way yet. You know, I woke up this morning, you're like, what I got tomorrow? And then it was like, dang, you got the draft. So I feel like tonight is actually gonna start sinking in and you know, all the nerves and you know stuff's gonna start. <laughs> Ty- Tyree Wilson is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So he's a Red Raider and we had uh, coach Joey McGuire on the other day and he told us a story about when you guys were playing TCU and you guys were losing that game and you checked yourself back in, you and a couple other players was like, nah, we ain't gonna let them score. Yeah. What did that mean to you? Man, that's just that's just the type of player I am. That's the type of you know, my you know my whole thing was finding tech better than what I found. And you know, Coach McGuire came in. He was like, "We're gonna play d- defense at Texas Tech." So that's what it's all about. And showing, showing guys, you know, like even if you're the star, you know, you ain't got to be bigger than the team. You know, uh, coming back in the game, and you know, I didn't want, I didn't want them to put more points on us. You know, and right. and they end up going to the national championship. Right, and they didn't score on that drive. They didn't score on that drive, and you guys turned around and went back and scored the other way. But just to have that sense of pride, you know, what is the, what is the NFL team getting in Tyree Wilson when they draft you? Man, like I like I tell them all the time, first they get a, de- a leader from day one, you know, you know, leading by example. You know, I'm not really the focal type, but, you know, I'm always going to be there working and, you know, you know, trying to get my best I always, you know, can account on me, you know, a good guy on and off the field and, you know, somebody that's going to be an older guy one day and pour back into the rookies and, you know, the younger guys to help help bring the team along. So when we had Coach McGuire on, he said, well, Tyreek could go from being a Red Raider to a Las Vegas Raider. Has, has that gone through your mind? Man, it's crazy. I've been a Raider in high school. I went to Texas Tech, been a Red Raider, and then if I'm the Raiders, I... I mean, that's that's ideal. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, it looks like it's all set up, lining up perfectly for you, right? Yeah, it's lining up. What about uh, Max Crosby? You like to play across from him? I would. I mean, that would be us feeding off each other. Uh, then you got Chandler Jones. It'd be, it'd be crazy. 
Tyree Wilson, talking to Q Myers yesterday in Kansas City, expected to be a top 15 pick, could be a top five pick. Listen, I'll say it again, pillars of building real football organizations, defensive linemen, cornerbacks, and offensive linemen. Now, sometimes the desire to get defensive linemen gets a little overhyped, and Tyree Wilson's one of those guys who kind of, not that he came from out of nowhere, but he's been a fast riser. Um, the number one pick's coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, John was snapping at me during Tyree Wilson conversation. Uh, Nothing is sacred. I don't. I don't want spoilers. No. I, so here's I, the thing. I, I, and I understand what you're doing there. So I'm just going to tell you. John's got the Twitter machine up. I do not. I'm enjoying this for what it is. I'm going to. I'm going to guess the picks like as they're whatever 30, 45 seconds away. I think I'm going to nail a lot of them. In fact, I think I'll nail all of them. But John's going to monitor that part of it. He's going crazy already. I just saw, before I turned off TweetDeck, I just saw Trey Wingo retweet something, and it was like, and so it begins. And then I see the 33rd team, right, a whole group of players and former coaches and executives with some kind of report, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not doing this. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going organic. I'm going old school. I'm going Dr. Z and Kuiper 1979. I don't know what the hell's going on. Here's the thing. So I'm going to be on here, and I'm going to be keeping track of this ahead of time. But what I wanted to show you, not even was the, that the first overall selection has been spoiled, and I won't spoil it for our audience, but that Sham Sharania is reporting draft news. That, like that's, that, I nothing swear, is safe. I swear to God, this is going to sound so creepy. It's not going to sound as creepy as I did with, um, what's his name, Decker, right? Remember uh, baseball players come on with us all the time? I yeah. wanted to call him Eric Decker because uh, the wife just went Cody. nuts with the – Yeah, Cody Decker. But I, I told Cody Decker one time, for some reason, the algorithm on Instagram like would always have – his, I think his ex-wife now, but Jen Sturger was always up on my Instagram, and I'm like, man, I like, I wake up in the morning and I look at my phone, and like the first thing that comes up on the phone is your wife, right? And I didn't mean to sound creepy. I swear to God, I was thinking about how much the draft will be spoiled today. But my next thought was, well, the NFL partners won't do it as much as they used to because Jake Glazer was the best, mm. but Glaze works for Fox, and I'm sure they've told Fox, tone it down. Respect our coverage. Respect your coverage, right? Um, and you know Schefter can't do it. The ESPN people can't do it. The NFL Network people can't do it. They want to respect the integrity of the broadcast. And then I, then it hit me. I was like, you know what? I forgot last year and I think the year before Shams did NFL coverage because he's not in the partner group. So he's going to F over everyone else right. like Glaze, like, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, Palisaro, all these guys who always have the scoop, Sheffy. So he's going to be the guy to lean on today. Yep. And already he's the guy to lean on. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it's nuts. Well, and, and it's I, these are also some of the funnier things, too, because remember the year where Woj was actually told there's reported to calm it down, too, because the NBA, ESPN wanted the NBA him to draft. calm it down. The NBA draft is unreal. Right. Like oh, it, it gets to a point where it's like eight minutes behind. Eight minutes? It's like ten picks? It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, crazy. It's on the sixth pick. With the 11th pick, this person's going to go. Like, yep. what? Um, but, yeah, and that was the year that uh, Woj was told not to do it, so what he would do is circumvent it. He was like, you know. Hearing that the uh, Timberwolves, what was it, like, really leaning into selecting certain so-and-so. All right. So what I have on the screen right now oh, for the draft go. is Raj has come out. I'm guessing he's got two shields. Not to be mean, but he generally will bring people out and talk about a charity as the crowd boos him. Then he eggs them on and says, give me more, because it's all fun, but not really. A lot right. of people don't like him. So he's up there now in Kansas City. You know what's funny? I did not look at the setup in Kansas City ever. I just did not care. Like, we were so into it here. Right. And I've, o I've always kind of looked at what the – like the Philly setup was unreal. Unbelievable. 
You haven't talked to uh, Petro about it? About what no. The setup is you know what? I, I was thinking about that driving over. I'm like, oh, we didn't have Petro on this week from Kansas City, our buddy. So we'll work on him. Is there a big – is there a fountain, like, in front of the stage? What kind of setup is it? Okay. Well, calm down. <laughs> calm down. I'm getting worked up. All right. So Raj is doing the introduction here. They will then put up the 10 minutes. John will flip out if they don't pick within the first two minutes, the Panthers. They should be announcing the pick right now. Right now. No, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. They're getting the crowd hyped up. I don't see anything being thrown. So the draft is on the way. We're going to stick with it live here up until 6, and then we will hand it off. Hey, Ari, do me a favor. Look up because we're going to hand it off to the ESPN radio coverage of the draft. I forgot to look up who's doing the radio. Can we get that before the end of the hour? From the vast research, uh, research crew, just text somebody. Oh, they got the guy from Modern Family up there because he's a big Chiefs fan. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's probably a former Chief. I mean, if you're setting odds, Paul Rudd's got to be a. You would think at some point. A favorite to show up at some point, yeah. Yes. Eric Stone Street, as they say, Emmy Award winning actor and comedian, is up there. And now John is like, the steam is starting to emerge from John's ears. Let's go. What are we doing? But, yeah, we will have the uh, ESPN radio coverage of the draft after 6 o'clock. But we figured it would be fun to give analysis. Uh-oh. Talk about shields. What are we doing? Who's going to boo Gurdell? Here comes Kelsey. Here comes Mahomes. That's it. That You know what? Hoisting up the trophy. That's it. We're in Vegas. We have the Raiders. That, that's enough. That's enough. You know what? Yesterday, uh, Q Myers talked to Christian Gonzalez. I can't do this anymore. Uh, possible pick at 7. A lot of people want him a cornerback for the Raiders. Uh, here's Q with – Christian Gonzalez of uh, Oregon. Here with cornerback Christian Gonzalez here at this Play 60 event. What has this meant to you, just be able to hang out with the kids the day before draft day, kind of get your mind away from what's going to happen on Thursday? It's, it's meant a lot. It was fun because, you know, I was pretty sure I was a part of one of these a couple years ago. Uh, just being a little kid coming out here and, you know, just being out here with the prospects and, and then just being able to do it with, you know, with me being one of the prospects has been real fun. What has this whole process been like, I mean, from the combine to being here now, knowing that you're on the eve of getting drafted? It's It's been a long process. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for, for tomorrow. Tomorrow night is something I've looked forward to my whole life, so I'm just ready to get to there. Coming from a, a family that's very athletic and you, you were playing Texas high school football, so that's a, a whole other level. What do you feel like the next level is going to be like for you? Oh, it's going to be... It's going to be a lot. I mean, it's, it's straight football, straight business, um, and it's the best of the best, the best competition in the world. So that's what I'm excited for is a competition just day in and day out. What was it that you did last year at Oregon that you felt like you needed to do and put on film and just kind of show the NFL that this is, this is who you are? Uh, just being versatile and then ball skills, uh, taking the ball away. I, you know, I always trust my hands. I grew up playing receiver, um, so I, I believe I got great hands. Um, so just having to finish the plays, and I did that this year, so I decided I did that. What separates you between from you and the other top corners like the Witherspoon and Porter in, in this draft? Being my size and being how versatile I am. Uh, being able to you know, play nickel this year, uh, we'll move in and out, uh, following the, res- the number one receiver and just – being really just being versatile, being able to go in and, and play the whole defense from the nickelback, um, you know, team trusting me. Do you have uh, any emotions yet for tomorrow? Has it hit you yet that what's going to happen tomorrow? Honestly, not right now. <laughs> Probably when I go lay down tonight. Uh, today's real busy, yeah, uh, which I think is good. Uh, you know, I don't really, I won't think too much. Uh, just sitting in the room thinking. Uh, but tonight. Uh, my family gets in tonight, so we'll probably all, you know, chill in the hotel, just talk, hang out, um, 
So it'll probably all hit me when I'm about to go to sleep. Got the outfit picked out already? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. Good luck, my man. Sure. Q Myers with Christian Gonzalez, possibly a pick of the Raiders. I've said the whole week, I want the Raiders to have a really boring draft. I want a defensive lineman for Las Vegas or a cornerback. So the draft has started. There's 8.45 on the clock before the Panthers. Every second of I mean, it. They, they, they're still hashing out the decision. They don't know who they want. Do you go Stroud? Do you go Will Levis? Do you go Anthony Richardson? Do you take Tyree Wilson? Jalen Carter could go number one. Bryce Young, you it's a, it's, it's a massive mystery right now. We have no idea who's going number one. We'll take a break. We'll find out on the way back. I'm, I'm lost. What are the Panthers going to do? Sign up for an A-Play card and receive a guaranteed $10 in free play with a chance to win up to $150 in free play at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7s. Yep, one of the local hopefuls, Darnell Washington from Georgia and Desert Pines. So, number one pick is in. We're going to go up to the podium here as uh, Raj in Kansas City. We'll cut the, uh, the knife. Do it with the suspense. Go ahead, do it. It was Cam Newton. They're about to do it again tonight. The second time in history the Panthers have the first pick. Here comes the commission with the announcement of the first pick of the night. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Oh, my God. It's terrible. What are they doing? You don't like it? You know, we hadn't addressed it to this point. I actually don't love it that much. Why? I don't think he's going to be great in the NFL. I think Drew Brees types and Russell Wilson types only come along every so often. I really am concerned about the size. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't have made the selection. They they wanted him. Tepper wanted him, the owner. I don't love him as a prospect, even though he's the number one pick in the draft. But guess what? I can do this. Because maybe a lot of people should should have stood up in the past on some former number one picks, uh, especially the Raiders uh, and right. Demarcus Russell. So there is a chance that he is just kind of a middling, average guy who doesn't work out and turns out to be a backup. I think that I think the size thing is a massive challenge. I do believe the NFL has gotten better at embracing dudes who are five ten. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the 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 thickness and the girth concerns me. So. I don't know that any of these quarterbacks are that great. Well, I think that's right. That's for all of them, right? We don't know if any of them are ever going to be good. I mean, I think, look. Well, I'm making a prediction right now. I think he will be, he'll get a chance to start for a while, and then I think he'll fade and be a backup around the NFL. I, I don't love him as a prospect. I think he's going to be great. I, I, I think when you watch him and then when you hear words of the people who evaluate these people for a living and you're talking about a guy who, just from a pure height aside, the ability to throw the ball that is up there with a lot of really good quarterbacks and his ability – to place it where it needs to be, I think he's going to be a pretty. Uh, I think he's going to be a pretty good quarterback for a, for quite a while. I'll give you the biggest positive. At least he's not hamstrung from the beginning. Because how many organizations draft a quarterback right. who needs to have certain things run on offense, and the head coach is a defensive coach, and the OC might be good, might not be good. <coughs> Chicago Bears. Exactly. <laughs> you got you got a guy who played the position. He's an offensive guy in Frank Reich. The so, staff is incredible, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Jim Caldwell's on that staff. Like, there's a lot of dudes on that staff. Sorry to cut you off, but, like, they, like, I actually – part of the reason why I like him so much in this situation is I just like what Carolina has done with that team overall, and they're not devoid of talent either. Bryce Young, number one. Texans are on the clock. Five minutes on the clock. I do want to hit some more NBA. We're going to carry this through the 
hour. Then we'll go to ESPN National on the draft coverage. But Bryce Rum, Bryce Young, Alabama, number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. Tomorrow we're going to have in Caleb Herring. And this is no shot at you. But there is a reason we have players on, former players on. Because they have an expertise and an experience that we don't always have. Excuse me? And I thought that that unfolded the other day when we saw Stephen A. Smith and many others, Mad Dog, just eviscerating the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard and saying, these guys aren't reliable, you got to break them up. And then J.J. Reddick came in like he does a lot of times, and he's not afraid of Stephen A. And on this whole injury thing and we're superstar going, Reddick starts getting in on SAS and Mad Dog. Um, I mean this in the nicest way possible to both of you, but listening to each of you right now, it's very obvious that you've played zero high-level basketball, and you do not understand the requirements of doing that. And I do mean that in a nice way. A sprained ankle is very different than a sprained knee. A sprained knee for someone who has torn a quad, quad tendon and who has torn their ACL is very different than someone playing on a hobbled ankle in the 1970s. It's a terrible analogy. I'm sorry, it's a terrible analogy. So that shot was that Mad Dog, who constantly goes back to the 70s and 60s, which is a completely different era. And I guess the you've never played competitive basketball is more of a shot at Stephen A., who did play college basketball. He was on Winston-Salem State. Um, So I respect respect Mad Dog, too. but I do like when athletes come over the top and you're like, you, when you talk about injuries, you just have no idea what you're talking about. Of course Is not. he being unfair there or? J.J. Reddick? Yeah, to the, to the two hosts? No, of course not. Like, that's why I don't – I have not understand the fallout or understood the fallout when it comes to Kawhi and the injury. Like, it, it, like a lot of people, including Stephen A. Smith, almost essentially questioning like whether or not he could play through it. Like, what are we Whether he wants it. Right. He, he tore his meniscus in the first game and played through it and played game two. What, what are we talking about when it comes to questioning whether or not he wants to play through something like this? I, I think J.J. Redick was of sound mind to go after him. Like Isn't that. this what fans want, though? It's just for, I'm not going to call them blowhards because Stephen A. and Mad Dog are excellent, but just to go on and just eviscerate people because that's what athletes, because that's what a lot of your average fans do. Yeah. I mean, it could Cutlass, be. doesn't want it. Not like the old guys. Not like the guys in my era. He had a knee tear. Well, that's why, like, I saw the, uh, you know, Jason McIntyre, like, on Colin the other day, bringing up, like, oh, he doesn't even play half of the 50 games that LeBron plays. Like, he played 52 this year. And he was, if you, because I'm sorry, I will, I'm willing to say this. I don't think McIntyre watches a lot of regular season basketball. Kawhi Leonard was arguably the best player in the NBA over the last month and a half of the season. He was incredible. And so to question this dude consistently about whether or not he wants to play through some of these injuries and his availability after he tore his ACL, like you said, he couldn't play last year. Come on. More on this in a couple of minutes about the breakup of the Clippers. Number two pick is in. Will it be Stroud? Is it the high riser and Tyree Wilson? Go to the podium. Here's Raj. Quarterbacks in the first round twice in team history. Once was David Carr, number one overall. The other was Deshaun Watson. Let's see if they're about to do it for a third time. Here's the commissioner with the selection. With the second pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. (laughs) That is amazing. All the smoke screens, the S2 test, 
I don't know who. So now I have no idea who leaked the results of that test because you're right. I said earlier the Texans could have done it, but what, what's the freaking point? Were they trying to get some blockbuster deal, trying to convince someone, hey, trade up to two, but don't take him because he's stupid? I guess. I mean, so I think there's a couple of things that come from this, right? The first of which is, like you said, it's, you know, I keep referencing the, uh, I don't know if you've seen the meme of the astronauts with the one looking at the other moon and the other astronauts got the gun, and it's always like, you know, oh, it's you know, C.J. Stroud. Like, yeah, it always was. It, it, this is always where we were, but we get so hype, like we get so hyper, like we get really hyped up about overanalyzing every little bit of information that comes out. When in reality, like this is what it always has been. You know, we talk about Steve not having enough information to bet this stuff, or or wanting to feed on the information. I don't know about you, but you know the constant information that I saw throughout this entire process. Bryce Young was the first, the best quarterback. C.J. Stroud was the second best quarterback. And so, where are we at finally when we're here? That's where we are. And so I think sometimes, like, it just stares you plain in the face, but we overthink all of this because we like to talk about it over and over and over again, when in reality this is exactly what it was going to be. And the other thing that this does, too, because according to Charles Robinson, they were going to take Will Anderson here. However, the Titans had been calling quite a few people, including the Arizona Cardinals, to move up to three to get C.J. Stroud if he was going to be available. Oh, wow. So the Texans thought that the draft would fall their way and they'd be able to get – somebody at uh, with their second pick and that's not the case so their hand was forced and they take Stroud here so that means the Titans might not move up anymore it means the Colts might get their guy with Levis at number four it means the Cardinals might be forced to make the pick it's a lot of stuff Cardinals could be shopping number three we're going to find out in a couple minutes who they select in the three slot if they trade out of it uh, it sounds like if they stay there it could be Will Anderson they want a defensive lineman Arizona Cardinals pick on the way miss any of the show We've got you covered. Head to lvsportsnetwork.com and go to podcasts to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place. Rolling on NFL Draft right here on ESPN Las Vegas. We're going to go ESPN National in just a little bit to pick up the rest of the first round. Uh, Guessing now with 29 minutes left on this show, we're not getting the Raiders pick. So... Either the pick is in or there's been a trade. Schefter was just yelling something. Is there a trade? There's a trade. Okay. Uh, I, I do have to make a guess on the pick right now. I probably should want the team that's in the trade. Yeah, give it to me. You want give the trade? It. Yeah, give me the trade because I, I, to make an educated guess on the pick, I have to know the team. The Houston Texans are trading up to number three. Oh, wow. All right. So then Will Anderson is going to go. No, I'm going to go Tyree. Will, I'm thrown right now. <laughs> I think it's going to be one of the edge runners. I, I have to stick with a pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tyree Wilson. I'm gonna believe all those rumors. Wow, crazy, crazy, Nick Casario. I told you, crazy Casario. He had the two pick. There was all the smokescreen stuff. They wound up taking C.J. Stroud anyway. They want a defensive lineman. I believe the rumors. I'm going Tyree Wilson. Definitely Tyree Wilson here. Wow. So they moved up from 12. What was the cost on that one? I wait to see what the uh, – So they moved up from 12 to 3. So we've got our first big change in the NFL draft as uh, the Texans will wind up picking 2 and 3. Did they trade their next two picks? Oh, we haven't seen exactly what it is yet. At least I haven't seen it yet. But I will say I, I think that's awesome. I think it's great. 
quarterback, edge rusher, those are two extremely valuable positions. And if you're going to revamp your team that is devoid of talent, you draft two of the most important positions on the board. And to get what you believe are the two best players of those positions, I, I think it's a brilliant move. Wow, I see Texan staffer is dancing. This is great. I wonder if someone behind the scenes is like, screw you, Lovey. <laughs> screw you. <laughs> Lovey stuck it to him, though. It's great. Right? They tell him so the night before the last game, uh, sorry, bro, you're going to get fired. So uh, if you can just do what you've been doing, make sure we get that number one pick. And then Lovey's like, nope. Doesn't work that way. One-way loyalty. Sorry. Not giving it back to you. All right, so we're two picks in. If you missed the uh, first two, Bryce Young went number one to the Panthers, the Alabama quarterback. I flipped out. Uh, John said, I knew the pick was happening. John said he, he thinks he's going to be great. I think he'll spend his time as a starter and eventually fade. I don't believe in that frame at 5'10 and 190 pounds. And then C.J. Stroud, in spite, of all, in spite of all that negativity about his S2 test getting like an 18%, while Bryce Young got a 98%. I think Levis was over 80%. Anthony Richardson was over 80%. So the trade has been made. Cardinals out of the three-hole. Nice report there by Big Roos, Diana Rossini. So we'll uh, we'll get over to the podium here in just a second. So, again, this is now the Texans pick and not the Cardinals. Ari, let's uh, bring up Raj, uh, Raj Goodell, at the podium. So many questions. The talent is not one of them. We're going to find out right now. Here's Roger Goodell with the third pick. Tyree Wilson, come on. The Arizona Cardinals have traded the third pick to the Houston Texans. With the third pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Will Anderson Jr., linebacker, Alabama. All right, I missed on that one. You want the package? Uh, I do. Again, to repeat it, Will Anderson... Super stud. I mean, he really is. Edge rusher, Alabama, dominant college player. So, Will Anderson has gone number three. Cardinals get out of the pick. Texans in with two of the top three picks. And now, if they want to make the pick, your Colts, Indianapolis Colts, are on the way. So, what was the package here to move up from 12 to 3? Pretty substantial. The Cardinals are going to get the 12th overall pick. So, again, moving back to 12. The 33rd overall pick. So, one of the top picks in the second round. First round pick in 2024. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. And a th- one slot. And I'm a- sorry, it actually is nine slots, yeah. yeah. So nine slots, eh. And okay. a third in 2024. Texans get this third overall pick and the 105th overall pick. So a second and then a future first and third. Yeah. Woo. Big package to go up there. And, and by the way, so the, as one of the rumors that had gone out there, so this is the interesting part about this. Yeah. So information did get out. It was just in the wrong order. Right, Will Anderson, it was thought that the Texans were going to go grab Will Anderson at number two. However, it sounds like that was actually the case, but it just happened in a different order because the Titans calling for the third pick ultimately forced the Texans' hand. So the Texans not only have to draft C.J. Stroud at number two, but then they got to trade back up to get their guy in Will Anderson. So actually the information out there that they wanted Will Anderson was going to grab him, it was true. It just ended up being in a different spot. If you want to get ready for the hockey game tonight, trying to close out the series... With the Jets in town, VGK over at the Fortress, 7 o'clock puck drop. RTHD, Ryan the Hockey Guy, is hosting right now on 1340 and 98.9 FM. We'll take one last break here, and we'll come back, try to get the number four pick in. But we've got two quarterbacks off the the board, and uh, the guy who was considered the best defensive player on the board 
is off as well. Bryce Young, then C.J. Stroud, then Will Anderson. Come hang with Cofield and company at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI. Free parking, great food and drink specials, and giveaways. Every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI. All right, we are now through four picks. Fourth pick just made. It's funny during the break because it's the Colts. Von Tobel starts going crazy when he finds out about the pick. Raj goes up there, announces the pick, and the Colts do go with a quarterback. They take Anthony Richardson out of Florida. And you seem very pumped up. You're more pumped up, and it's your team, about the Colts and their selection of Anthony Richardson than you are about Bryce Young going number one. Because... So this is what I this, this it's twofold, right? They finally have like something at the quarterback position that's going to be there for more than a season. They have a young quarterback that could actually potentially be something. That's the kind of the excitement behind it. And the other thing is like Steve, again, we don't know what these quarterbacks are going to be. But on the chance that Anthony Richardson becomes like his ultimate version of himself, he could be freaking great if he actually pans out and they have Shane Steichen, former UNLV quarterback, who has been on a staff that has helped develop a quarterback into an elite one, or at least a very good one. And Jalen Hurts, this is exciting. This is great. At least there's something to look forward to here over the next couple of seasons, not just going and finding another veteran to try to fill a hole that you think will push you to the next level. This is awesome. Wow, you're really stoked. You just I know you did not want Will Levis. Yeah, I wasn't really like – I'd rather have him because I just – I think the upside's there, man. Like, if you, I mean, we know about the all the, the measurables for him. The broad jump, the vertical, the 40-yard dash. Like, what he could be is going to be really something to watch. Yeah, I think he has tons and of potential. I like the body type uh, ra- rather than 5'10", 190. If I'm going to go with comparisons, <laughs> I'll go with some raw abilities. But he needed a long time to pull it together uh, in Vinny Testaverde. Um, but more upside, I'll go with, because of the mobility and good size, I'll go Anthony Richardson, and it's both a righty and a lefty, to uh, Rich Gannon or Mark Brunel. How about that? I mean, I think he's a you lot know, more. You notice anything about the three picks, the three quarterbacks I compare him to? Yes. Exactly. They're all really old. They all had good mobility, but especially Brunel and, and Gannon, and they were bigger body types. Brunel was not gigantic, but he was thick. Gannon's a lot bigger than you think he is. Yeah. Um. But I don't think there's a bad comps. I will not compare him to Vince Young or Josh Allen or any of those guys. Um, well, but he's, he's going to need time. And I, I actually, I don't, for you guys, I don't mind that it'll be Minshew mania to start unless Richardson blows the freaking football right. pants off of whatever coach. They don't wear the football pants anymore, the stretchy ones. But you get my point. No, of course. I mean, look, the athleticism's off the charts, as you know. The the different aspects that you can like add into your offense, the different wrinkles with a guy like this, if he becomes happy. look at how happy he is, if he becomes a, a you know a full fledged passer as you kind of expect him to, and under the staff and what the goals are going to be for that staff, I mean, and just look at the weapons that they have too, like on the offense, you know, you still have Jonathan Taylor, you have Michael Pittman, like you have quite a bit that you can start to build on going forward here. I like I like this a lot. Again, for me, it's more about the direction, Steve. Like at least you kind of have a young quarterback that can get you excited, and you have a direction in terms of what you're developing at the most important position. Three quarterbacks in the top four picks. So what does that mean for the Raiders? Good times are on the way. This is awesome. I mean, Levis could fall because that's the other thing, right? What happens to Will Levis? 
You have, you have the Seattle Seahawks that are coming up right here. At number six, you have the Detroit Lions. And then at number seven, you have the Raiders. It's not unheard of. It's not unrealistic to think that the Raiders could be sitting there with the choice of Devin Witherspoon or Will Levis. You're really, you're really, you're still, uh, you're still considering Levis to the Raiders, huh? Well, why? I'm just like again, the argument against that is what? I just don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. Right, but I, mean, I think there's other, there's other. They, they, they're set a quarterback for a couple of years. I don't like Jimmy D's durability, but that's for them to figure out with, uh, you know, a better backup. Um, there's still a possibility that someone they like is there in the second or third round. There's still a possibility the Raiders could trade back into the first. Hendon Hooker would seem to be a guy that lots of people like. But I don't know where I, – I have no idea where he's going to go or if they can trade up. But I – if if I'm a Raiders fan, and I'm not, I'm a Raiders viewer, they have to get a defensive player. And I, it wouldn't it, and it wouldn't kill me if they got a, a, a right tackle who could be the future left tackle, not that Colton Miller's old. But if you have – like, that's, what, that's why the draft is so great, right? Like, if there's somebody there that you didn't expect to be there at your selection – you have to think about selecting that player. If you think again, I don't know what their board looks like. I, I think their board they probably expected Levis to be there. Okay, I mean every single bit of information had pointed him to the Indianapolis Colts. Look where we're at oh, now. Every every bit of information pointed C.J. Stroud the last two days to drop because of a bad score, was, and he wound up going second. Right, but that was the last two days. Overall, what did we talk about? Was that C.J. Stroud was the second best quarterback prospect in this draft, and it ultimately came to fruition that that was the case. I'm just saying, like a quarterback is a valuable is a valuable position. So, and, so Ari just messaged us and he said we have a Jalen Carter conversation, which is actually more of a scrum that Q got a hold of, and he just said we can probably sneak in Jalen Carter after the Seahawks pick. I mean, it could be Jalen Carter, right? Oh, of course it could. I mean, I think it should. Over Tyree Wilson. Yes. Tyree Wilson's an athletic freak, but he has, what, he had a foot of surgery and didn't work out for teams. That's going to hurt him. Why, you think Wilson's going to be? No. I actually, I I think now he's going to slip. Uh-oh. Now he's got, John's got access to the pick. The pick is in. We're probably about three minutes away from it. Okay, all I got was a come on. He's laughing. I mean, there's a chance the Seahawks took. They could take Levis, but now I got to look at the board because you you seem the Seahawks are weird when they draft too. They are. They can be. I'll say. Uh, that hold on. Hold. On, let me. Let me. I, I want to put in a good guess here. Better hurry because the uh, Raj is walking up. I think. I'm gonna go Paris Johnson. I'm gonna go Paris. I think they're gonna. They, you can always use offensive linemen. I mean, I think they need a quarterback of the future, but I don't like Levis. I don't like Jalen Carter either. I would go cornerback here. Boy, I don't know what that means. I can't read your scoff. I can't read your scoff. Seattle Seahawks up here in a second. As, uh, Raiders board's about to get the, shaken up. Yeah, uh-oh. The, uh, the odds on this this morning for the Seahawks were Carter, Jalen Carter, minus 250. Uh, Richardson was on the list, but he's gone already. Uh, Levis was 10 to 1. Witherspoon was 12 to 1. Christian Gonzalez was 20 to 1. All right. Seattle's up. Go, Raj. With the fifth pick 
in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. Jeez. Someone is crying in their beer right now. <laughs> that was the Adam Hill special. Adam, of course, from the RJ. Has been covering the Raiders. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not sure what the bosses do at the RJ if you botch a mock draft really badly. I don't think they do anything. This, this, this could be it for Adam. Back to MMA. Pretty much all A's coverage from here. A lot of Vipers. <laughs> all right. A lot of Vipers. So Seattle takes a cornerback off the board. So the sixth pick is up next. That's the Lions. That's an interesting pick. And if you're looking for a defensive player, now the Raiders will have a choice of uh, Chris Gonzalez, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson. I mean, you don't know that. You don't know who the Raiders or the Lions are picking. I'm just throwing names out there that are that are available right now. All those guys could be gone. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I say really quick? Yep. The uh, I, I'm kind of surprised by that. Well, you only, scoffed. Why? Well, because like this is a team that desperately needs front up like help up front. And I get you're adding to a position of strength. Tariq Woolen was great last year for them, and he's going to be a great corner it seems going forward. So you're going to have an awesome duo in Witherspoon and Woolen now. And it does go back to, right, old Legion of Boom, where they had a great secondary that kind of shaped how good they were. However, their defensive line was also pretty good. Like, the front seven was also pretty good. And this is a front seven that got beat up pretty bad. And I'm just surprised that when you already have a good top-tier corner that you go in that direction. I get it's adding to a strength, but I feel like you'd want to add to a weakness and make a weakness better as opposed to adding a corner, especially when you're talking about selecting fifth overall. But, hey, I'm not an NFL GM. Damn, this has been weird, man. I haven't got one pick right. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Uh, hopefully the guy's coming up after us in 10 minutes. ESPN National is going to be picking up the draft. I think they're going to get the Raiders pick. I hope and pray for the audience that it's not during a tiny, tiny break at the top of like two minutes. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Uh, but ESPN Radio is on the way. Chris Carlin is uh, appears to be anchoring it. That's awesome. Along with Ian Fitzsimmons, Jordan Reed, Mike Tannenbaum, highly successful former GM executive with the Dolphins and the Jets, and a big fella, Chris Canty. So Tannenbaum, Canty and Carlin, Ian Fitzsimmons, Jordan Reed will be on the draft from ESPN National. Now this is where, can you pull up Arizona book here? Can you, can uh, you get Raiders' odds in play? I know this might be a pain in the butt, but I wonder if you can get it. I would love to see what the adjusted numbers are for the Raiders. You know, I keep saying tackle. And we don't have a lot of draft history from Dave Ziegler and McDaniels on their own. It did seem like last year, and they didn't have a, you know, a first. It did, and a second. It did seem like they, they have confidence in their ability to grade offensive linemen where maybe they wouldn't take one in the top ten? Ooh, the Lions pick maybe in. Or the odds on the Raiders up. Boy, you're making faces. Um, Could we have swappage? Could we have yeah. a trade? Could we have swappage? Could we have the Raiders moving up? So is the pick going to get on the show before we're gone? So this is very exciting. So what DraftKings is doing is taking picks off two picks prior. Ah. So, like, right now they only have the 9-10 up. And then I'm sure they'll take down nine after okay. this pick is in and go forward. So, all right, all right, yeah. So uh, I know I'm. I don't want spoilers, but what do we got now? We are yeah, we getting a team? Are we, are we getting a team back in to the top ten? 
Cardinals going from number 12 back up to number six. What? Yes. Wow. I think we know who this is without even seeing anything official. We do? All right. Uh, so back to the defensive line. So this is probably Jalen Wilson, Tyree Carter. Uh, it's flip, it's one of them. Flip those I know I did it on purpose. <laughs> I would assume it's one of them. Okay. And, I, I, and you I, don't have the pick yet. I don't have the pick yet. Do you want me to give you my educated guess? I would assume it's Jalen Carter. So it's, you already know. No, I don't. I'm, I'm serious. Like, I don't know if that's Here's actually it. I just I think that is what makes the most sense. We got five minutes left here at Silver Sevens. Hockey game will be on in just a little bit. VGK trying to close out the Jets. I can't wait for that game. Wow. 77-cent beers during the game. That's bottles of Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra. Two bars to watch at, including the Bud Light Sports Bar where we're hanging right now. It's at Flamingo in Paradise at Silver Sevens. This is fascinating. Watching, watching the draft, but not knowing what's happening, having John with the snitches, and you, the audience, is like, I don't know what's going on with all the scoffing and noisemaking. Sorry. It's well, actually, right. No, I, think it, I, I like that you're giving a genuine reaction. I, I would also like to, can I, if I could rewind very quickly, I've thought more about it. I don't really love the trade for the Texans. I like the acquisition of Anderson, but what they gave up is pretty wild. The future first is yeah. the one that kills you. Yeah. Even though they did get to move up nine picks. That future first is you know, generally it feels like you look back and you're like, oh, my God. Because the Texans are not going to be – they're not going to jump to nine or ten wins this year. Right. And, and it's also important. So it's going to be a high pick. The value that you're going to get from an edge rusher, even if they become like a Von Miller, still isn't going to equate to what you could have gotten with those other picks as a team. So I assume the Lions are going from six to 12? Yes. Okay. Well, I like that. I like that and getting extra picks. Yep. Brad Holmes is one of the guys that I trust. He's yep. a GM of the Lions. He's done a good job building things. And, uh, of course, he came over from the Rams. You want the actual package? Uh, we don't know what the pick is yet, but I have the package. Cardinals are going to send 12, 34, and 168. The Lions, of course, give them six and the 81st. So you're going to get back to 12. You're going to get the 34th overall pick plus the 168th. So, you know, high-end uh, second-round pick for the Lions. So Cardinals are on the clock now. Um, pick should be in here in just a couple of seconds. This is the sixth pick of the draft. This was where the Lions were sitting. Lions are now at 12 and at 34 and at 168. And then the Raiders are waiting. I wonder how much of a possibility the Raiders are getting a bunch of calls for their selection. Is someone you know someone dying to move up? The Falcons are behind them, and the Falcons, man, I... Again, I don't like Levis as a prospect, but the Falcons could be a candidate to take Levis. What if there's word out there, you know, and teams are like, hey, we want Levis. We're going to jump up to seven. I think that would be a nice scenario if the Raiders could move down just a little bit. Maybe it's the Raiders. Getting Levis at seven? Yeah. Get out. Not you. Just get out of the pick. Don't tempt I'm yourself. Just, I'm just – I. you seem so very much against it, so I'm not I don't like, want, like I don't, I'm 100% I, in I, on I don't, it. Like, let's go. I know. I'm setting this up, and then, you know, next week we're going to be sitting I in feel like you actually Levis. know something. No, I really don't. I just – I don't. I don't. I, Ooh, I don't. upset. I don't. I, I totally don't. Uh, the pick is coming in here in a second. I'm going to go Cardinals with one of the defensive linemen. They moved up to get back in. There's value on – I'm going to go with Tyree Wilson again. I've missed on him three times now. Tyree Wilson is going to go to the Cardinals. Let's go up to Raj at the podium here in just a second, live in Kansas City. With Arizona. The Detroit Lions have traded the sixth pick to the Arizona Cardinals. 
with the sixth pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Paris Johnson Jr., Ohio State. Damn. Uh, every pick I predicted, I got wrong. Well, it didn't, it didn't work out for me today. Sorry, folks, I tried. I can't, and by the way, I can't get Tyree Wilson drafted. So now, now that's who's going to the Raiders when we're off the, off the air. Kyler Murray gets his guy, though. Remember, the reports were that he was pushing the Cardinals to get go, go and get Paris Johnson. So they went, and they got Paris Johnson. Um, unlike Bryce Young, Paris Johnson fits the mold size-wise of his position. Yes. He is, he is ginormous. So the Raiders are on the clock. Seven minutes and counting. Coming up with the draft coverage on ESPN National. You got Chris Canty doing the heavy work as the analyst. Carlin's on there. You also got Mike Tannenbaum, Ian Fitzsimmons, and then one of the writers, Jordan Reed. So we're out of here in a minute. Give me your prediction. What happens? Let's just say they stay there. Who's, who's the number oh, seven I was pick? I'm going to give you a crazy one. Who's the number seven pick? I'm going to get this. I will get this one right. Christian Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez. If you're forcing me to say the Raiders make the pick. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. We can. Eagles trade up and get Jalen Carter. Ooh, that's not a bad prediction. I, I'm looking at his face, folks. I can't tell if he knows. No, I don't. I'm just saying. That's um, because we've been talking about it so much, and some of us on the show have expressed real concerns about bringing a guy into the market who's had some driving issues. Yeah. As we go to ESPN National, I am going to predict they grab Jalen Carter. They can't pass on all that talent. That'll be the story. Thanks, Ari. Angel, appreciate it. Thanks to Silver Sevens for housing the show. ESPN National Broadcast, NFL Draft coming up.